Hi, this is Scott Johnson, artist of Extra Life at MyExtraLife.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Hi, folks. My name is Catherine Stewart, and uh, I design the Steampunk Village. And I'm Susie Omble. I designed the artwork for the Steampunk Village. <laughs> and I'm Chen Shea. I do um, public relations for Manticosa, who helped sponsor the Steampunk Village this year. So, hi. How are you? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I should also mention that, yeah, it was kind of, it was a Manticosa um, collaboration. It was a Manticosa idea. It was built at my theater, and, and I did the actual construction of it, but it was kind of a Manticosa thing. So please stop by booth 1114. Yeah. Shameless plug, shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> We've got to do it, you know? If you're not hustling, you're just, yeah. So, um, Has everyone been and seen the village? Have you seen the village? Has everyone yet? seen? Who's all seen the village? Uh, show of hands. Who's who all's been to the Steampunk, steampunk Village? village? Yes. Who has no idea where the Steampunk Village is? Okay. See, that's <laughs> what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, I don't know what it is. Okay. Uh, okay. I just some kind of local thing. Some kind of local thing, Thanks. you know? Okay. Cool. Love it. Um, well, okay. Let's ex- let me explain. Well, and how many are here just so they can sit down? No hands. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, I appreciate the honesty, because uh, heaven knows we are very happy to be sitting down. So I mean, if we were in an empty room, we'd still be sitting up here, you know, drinking yeah. the cold water. So, um, uh, the Steampunk Village is actually it was it's uh, it's a trial run this year because what we want to do is much like the Star Wars neighborhood, is to have an environmental interactive place that promotes steampunk as a movement, and there's also a lot of community meetup groups that. Uh, are very involved in steampunk and hopefully we can tie that into uh, local productions and also local charity work in the future. So this is kind of a trial run this year. So when you fill out your evaluations of the Phoenix Comic Con, please mention and if you if you do mention, please say something positive because if everyone likes it, it'll be bigger and better next year. So yes, yeah. we want that. For those of you who don't know where the Steampunk Village is, um, over by row 100 in the dealer's room, you're going to want to go basically on the outside of the dealer's room and head towards the back of the hall. It's right in between the Star Wars Village and the Arizona Avengers and the Ghostbusters. It's in that area. Yeah, so. so the way back left corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very. It's a, actually it's a bit quiet and unassuming this year because we didn't want to. <laughs> we didn't yes. want to uh, write checks our bodies couldn't cash. We started modestly, but you know we want to have a place where people can sit and relax. And they're doing that this year, but we also want that for next year. But I want to shill your artwork, honey, yeah. because this is actually a, a, a conceptual art piece and, and a limited edition that she did just for the con. And it you can see it on exhibit at the Steampunk Village. There is a museum corner that has a lot of beautiful artwork by steampunk artists and artisans. And uh, this is actually, yes, on sale at the Manicosa booth, isn't it? Yeah, it isn't is. It? How much does it cost there? So 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Shameless plugs. I'm going to say that every time someone is a shameless yeah, plug. Yeah, but it, it's, it's quite beautiful. And what, there are only 50 available? And there's 30. There's 30 now. And I think one sold. There's and another one sold. There's 29 now. And she has signed some of them. So you are getting, <laughs> yeah, a, signed getting a signed print. They're 12 inches by 18 inches. So they're a rather decent size for that price. So uh, did you have any kind of questions about steampunk in general, about steampunk's presence in the valley, about um, where you think it's going, what do you think it's going to be doing in the next five years? Yes. About the Arizona Steampunk Steampunk Society? Society. Yes. Yes. Um, Does anyone know uh, what the Arizona Steampunk Society is? Not a clue. Okay. Well, well, I yes, I know you do. <laughs> <did. laughs> 
I've seen you. Um, the Arizona Steampunk Society is a meetup group, and it encourages uh, invention, uh, costumed revelry. They have at least two meetups a month, one of which is a steampunk dinner where you gather together in your steampunk finery, and you descend upon a restaurant and basically terrify the locals. <laughs> Pretty awesome. I say, which is always fun. It's always fun. It's always fun. Uh, because then that gets the dialogue going. Sometimes some of the best things you can do is just have like something printed on a t-shirt or an accessory or something. But that gets the dialogue going. This morning, when I was getting my hot chocolate at the local Starbucks near my house, um, some the, the barista said, well, you're dressed up really nice. What is this? And I just held up my exhibitor badge for the Steampunk Village. And she said, what is steampunk? My friend dressed steampunk for Halloween and I didn't know what it was and I didn't know what to tell her. And, and, and I felt rude for asking, so I just kind of shut up and I went, okay, and I gave her the spiel. So does everyone that's in this room know exactly what steampunk is? Do you know that? Do you know what steampunk is? Who doesn't? Who has no clue what steampunk is? There is no shame is. here. We don't judge much. So, yeah. For those of you who are not yet in the know, and it's funny because I usually, I, I if someone is not nice to me when they ask, if they ask with disdain, I usually say, well, if I have to explain it, it's just you won't get it anyway. <laughs> but if you honestly want to know what steampunk is, you can just think H.G. Wells and Jules Verne is really the jumping off point because it is Victorian science fiction. And um, it, if you don't want to call it steampunk, you can refer to it as gas lamp fantasy or gas lamp <laughs> science fiction. You can be very hoity-toity about it. But... Um, the point of it is really to indulge in yet another form of imaginative, it, it began as a literary movement and it, and it got very prominent in the 80s and that's when the name began to be coined because there was the cyberpunk movement also coming about and people didn't know what to call steampunk and so they just kind of decided to take their cue from cyberpunk. Text. Message. Yeah, it's a text from Toby who is taking the badges. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's one thing that's really wonderful about steampunk, um, trying to explain to people about it, is that it's, what if the world never invented silicon? What if the industrial revolution never happened? Everything is based off of clockwork, it's steam power. How would you have a phone? How would your car run? How would anything run? Um, and to have to reimagine that, there's, yes. <laughs> There's also just a wonderful beauty to it because, of course, in the Victorian era, everything was very lavish. It was very decorative. So it's also taking a bit of that, and you use that in the costuming. And the costuming can be anything you want. You can go nautical. You can go adventure. You can go aristocrat. There's no rules. You can just imagine, who would I be if this was the world today? If, if it was Victorian-based and everything's clockwork, how would I dress? Who would I be? So, by the way, everyone, everyone looks fabulous in oh, steampunk. Gosh. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah, steampunk flatters every age, every type, every every style. It, anyone can look good in steampunk, <laughs> and you do. I love it. Um, well, yeah. Um, actually, Susie, as an artist, I mean, how have you found that steampunk has influenced your work? Because you do a lot of really fantastic stuff. She actually started out. She is she's one of the conceptual artists for Manicosa, but she started out doing fan work. I did. For the web series and just posting it on the Facebook page of Manticosa. And uh, we all was, went about, crazy. was about this time last year? <laughs> it was this time last year. Yeah. My sister went to this, your booth and she met yeah. you and oh. you actually gave her the DVD for Manticosa. Right. Um, and she's the one who told me about Steampunk. I'm like, well, I've heard about it. I've seen it before. And okay. And then we watched the DVD <laughs> and like, 
this acting is really good for a web series. I have to more. She had to add a caveat of, no, for a web series. So, um, so I started researching it more, and then it turns out that Studio Ghibli, who does films like Spirited Away, they actually have a lot of steampunk in his films. Sorry. Um, <laughs> She's so excited. I am. I talk with my hands. Uh, slightly Italian. Text yeah. message. Mentacosa. <laughs> um, Mentacosa. Actually, yeah. Shannon, do you want to handle that? Sure. Uh, yeah. Mentacosa is a it is a steampunk um, fantasy um, web series that has been filming here locally in Arizona. All local cast, all local crew, all local locations. Thank you. Yes. Thanks to those that are involved locally, because I see yes. some faces I recognize from oh, some yes. of our large crowds. You yes. We have, um, it tells the story of Sebastian King, who's kind of like a regular office drone, works in a cubicle, who one night um, is given a magical ring and a magical word that, that transports him to... What, what word is that? The mantic. The word is, who knows it? Go ahead. Go ahead, say it. Spork. 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 Not Spock. Spork. Spork. Not Spock. Spork. <laughs> the well, utensil. And the funny story behind that is our executive, our the creator and writer was like, okay, there's got to be a word. It's got to be the most unheroic word in history to transport him no to this dignity. place. No. no And she's like, well, what should, and a friend of hers went, well, what about spork? She's like, yes, we will use that. Yeah, I think so. her sister gave her a titanium spork in a shadow box for Christmas one year. <laughs> yeah, so it just became this thing. So, so once he's in Manicosa, he has... Um, uh, the Minister of Wizard, played by Catherine Stewart, Lady Hi. Chenna Dambo, and his friend Joe Kays and his younger sister Raven King all come to try and defeat the evil Lord Barr. Because it's not a fantasy without somebody evil trying to destroy everything, right? So that is what Manticosa is. And again, we see a lot of familiar faces, and we want to reach out and thank the audience and our fans and friends who have been so supportive. It's been absolutely amazing. Yeah, especially so. since we, we, we did have to reboot the series because we lost our principal actor, and so we mm. had to reshoot everything. So that's why we're at the same place this year as we, we were, were last, this time year. last year. So yes, but about, but about um, the art, how does the steampunk... Because <laughs> I want to get back we to the question. question. We what, what, a question. What? We will. <laughs> Not Don't today, to but today. We'll, we'll talk but to us about pre-orders later. Okay. <laughs> I'm also going to drop in here another um, shameless promotion. Shameless, shameless promotion. Shameless promotion. Um, we also have just put up our Indiegogo to help support the final yes. part of our season filming post-production. So there's a lot of awesome gifts that you will get with that for helping us get through. T-shirts will be one of them. That is on a level that you can, because beyond just the regular gifts you get, we have super levels that get unlocked every yeah, time we reach I a certain goal. Don't I bake people cookies in one of them? <laughs> Special video thank you. Special video thank you. So, yeah. So, yes. <laughs> family friendly. Family friendly. Family friendly. <laughs> You're 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 trouble. <laughs> you are trouble. My word. Whether I am. But um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, we were very excited to 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 be a part of Manicos and to be a part of the steampunk community yes. at large because uh, when the show started, it wasn't originally steampunk. It was more high fantasy, more Lord of the Rings style. But I've really found that it's a much more unique and crowdsourced experience when you have the local communities involved in it because everyone has something amazing to contribute. And I Mr. think Ricketts. Mr. Ri Mr. Okay. Ricketts. Yeah. You all yeah. know Mr. Ricketts. Yeah. Come on. Well, but but you know the whole idea of calling it a steampunk village is it really is a village because mm -hmm. it involves everyone. It's not just look, it's a display. Because what do you do? You look at a display. 
what do you do with a village? Well, you're, you're in it, you travel around it, you interact with it. And so, you know, you may have been shouted at by me or another person in the past couple of days saying, I say, would you like to see your fitness for airship service? And to take the quiz to see if you're good enough for airship um, recruitment. <laughs> recruitment. Some of you are dreadful and should be pirates. Yes, those of you that chose rum were really, yeah. really shameful. And I mean, some, I'm such a reason that seems to be the most popular answer, I think. It was very that. popular. Yes, we're going to have our hands full trying to clean up the pirates in this town, but yeah. So um, the steampunk village has mm -hmm. um, four different sections to it right now. For those of you who haven't been down there, there is a fashion foyer to help give you a hint of what steampunk looks like, kind of inspire you for your own outfits. Because of course, steampunk is never about imitation; it's about creating something mm -hmm. that's your own. That's very true. And making yourself super yeah, awesome. It is not a mass-produced movement. No. It's very much a do-it-yourself ground. It's a it's a grassroots kind of movement, and I think it, it, it really um, emphasizes the individuality, and I love it. I love to see what people do. What, did somebody start clapping there? Yes, individuality. <laughs> individuality. Your applause for that. Now, what are some of the other places? The other sections in the Steampunk Village, we have a wonderful art gallery and gadgetorium that yes. shows... She and her twin sister have some pieces on display there, and it's astonishing that, that these two are very different in their styles of art, but amazingly talented, both of them. It's kind of disgusting, really. <laughs> <laughs> but it's beautiful, and you really need to check it out. So but. you'll see um, Susie Omblade and Roxy Omblade's art, and the originals are for sale for anyone who's interested in they the original are. pieces as well as, uh, yes, talk to her. Um, we also were very generously, when we reached out to the steampunk community, the one thing we also discovered with steampunks is they're very generous, mm -hmm. um, very kind. So That's when true. we reach out to the community, they're always just very excited to help us as much as we are excited to help them. And we did reach out to several steampunk artists um, who have their artwork up. We have Steam Powered Giraffe yes. sent us. There, oh, there we go, give us applause, Steam Powered Giraffe. Come on, give them applause. Yeah. What? What's that? What? It's, it's a sandwich. Sandwich? In one of the openings of the songs. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were actually very lucky that they sent us those yes. pieces. It was it, They were actually quite excited to be featured in it, and that shows how generous yes. and how humble everybody is that's involved in this movement. Yes? Is I don't know, but I do know that I there know. are many visual artists in the Arizona Steampunk Society, mm -hmm. and so maybe that needs to be a subgroup within, and maybe someone needs to start that. I told you she was trouble. <laughs> I know the Arizona Steampunk Society does have a writing group that they're beginning to do as a sub, so that's something. They do have a Facebook page. Um, the Arizona Steampunk Society, it's grown from like 200 to 600 members in an extremely short amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, for Arizona Steampunk Society, um, that oh, there, there we go. Steamaz.what? There we go. Steamaz.com. He's going there right I was gonna, now. I was awesome. going to say, wow, the awesome. the audience knows more than the panelists. I'm getting scared up here. <laughs> well, we've, we've got plants, you see. We've got people planting. Oh, yeah, so so it. so it looks like there's just this mob of just seething energy. You gave away our secret. Yes, I did. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. We're all in film. We're, we live behind the illusion. We know it. We know it's all a story. Yeah, right? Another artist is Keith Descari. It's magic. It's magic. It's spork. It's spork. Just say it. It's spork. Spork. Uh, Keith, yeah. Keith Descari is another wonderful artist. Mm -hmm. You have a question? The origin of the spork. 
That's the, the origin of the spork, spork itself. Well, Sue does, and she's the creator of the series, so I think that's what that's what matters, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, I that just learned something. That string-tied, bearded yeah. devil. <laughs> we, uh, Colonel Sanders had to get in here somehow. <laughs> now I want chicken. Chicken. See, chicken is a magicosa. Chicken, chicken is a magicosa thing. Uh, that actually was, that there's actually, a there's right a little here. chicken in there. There's, there's a running gag because one of the, yeah, one of the creator's friends uh, really loves uh, chickens for some reason, loves poultry as pets. And so um, there are no cell phones in Manticosa or 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 internet, any kind of any kind of binary wireless things. So everything is done by uh, carrier pigeon or carrier chicken. Because <laughs> you have chicken and horizon, and they are fighting against each other. I was the one that held the chicken in the market scene. <gasps> yes. All day long, and you are a hero. <laughs> that chicken hates you. What did you do to it? Were you punching it? <laughs> what kind of a drink? We offered water and wasn't it taking it? <laughs> well, they like to be spritzed. They like to be spritzed, I heard. Yeah, that was a very long day for, I think, everyone in their Victorian gear. Um, how many of you were at the, uh, when Manticosa was filming, how many of you were at the, uh, the Marketplace shoot? There were a few uh -huh. of you that are in the audience here. I've seen uh -huh. it. You've seen, seen it? it. Like, did you see the flash mob, too? Yes, she yes. did. And uh, if you ask her nicely at the booth, she will she'll pay it. it. Because we played it at the panel yesterday. <laughs> so yes, if any of you want to see a bunch of awesome steampunkers rocking out to Lady Gaga's Bad Romance, <laughs> go to Manticosa's table and say, successful. show us the flash mob yes. and we will play it for you. Yeah, <laughs> surprisingly well. Yeah, and uh, I don't know when that's going to be released because we are releasing content as we as we go, and and a lot of it is, I guess you could say it's teaser content to keep you interested. There's a lot of interviews and a lot of behind the scenes stuff because the first few episodes are very special effects heavy, and so. And our special yeah. effects artist is in Italy right now. <laughs> special effects artist is in Italy. Curse him. Yeah, he couldn't be. He's got to go and, you know, see thousand-year-old architecture and, you know, eat pasta. It's like Italy, Lucky Phoenix duck. Comic Con. He actually argued with himself, by the way, over that. Yes. He actually argued with himself whether to come He's to Phoenix so Comic Con or Italy. So that's kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, um, the person who is helping on, on sound effects, uh, sound effects, sound special effects, effects <laughs> I don't know, sleep depth. Oh, yes. The person who is helping on special effects has kind of taken Susie under his wing. He's awesome. Would you like to, would you like to tell us about him? What's his name? Yes. David Stipes. If any of you out there are Star Trek fans, just show hands. He is the guy who did all the special effects directing for Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, um, Voyager, and also Enterprise. He also did um, the v. Buck Rogers. Yeah. Even bought, yeah. Aaron Gray and Joe Gerard here, so let's hear some applause for Buck Rogers yeah. here. Buck Rogers, the original Battlestar Galactica. The original V I love series. The original, and the original V, yeah. So he's, he is the man. He is a bit of a legend in the special effects world. Yeah, and he's also, he's such a sweetheart. I mean, he constantly surprised me about how, how nice of a guy he is. And he's so willing to share his 
entire brain information mm-hmm. catalog and mm-hmm. everything that he's got in there. It's an encyclopedia. And w- although he tried explaining one thing, like a visual effect, practical. And he's <laughs> like, okay, well, you put this thing here, and then you, you know, put it at 90-degree angle, and it's like, okay. Clicks and okay. pops. <laughs> and I don't get Clicks it. Clicks and pops. <laughs> yeah. Just, it was Greek. Yeah. I think I think that is that that's what makes it so so magic to us. For him, it's just just some tech, and he does it, and it you know makes it works. It, it it works. It's brilliant, and the rest of us just stand there slack jawed. But uh, does anyone have any questions about steampunk in general, the uh, direction of the movement? Any yes. What do you think of dieselpunk? I love it. Do you think it's no, because uh, because there are people that actually are very specific about the differences between steampunk and diesel punk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, oh, well, there she I'm goes again. <laughs> I'm glad Miss Trouble asked. Um, actually, uh, steampunk is considered until about World War One. That's really where where kind of steampunk ends as as an idea of where to set it historically. And diesel punk tends to be pre 1950. So it's from between about World War One to 1950. So it's mm-hmm. it, it really involves the evolution of the tech, mm-hmm. evolution of the technology. Uh, there's, a, there's a movement also called atom punk, which is kind of a steampunk for the 50s, which is very cool when you think about it, because there was a lot of sci-fi being made in the 50s, a lot of really bad sci-fi <laughs> in the 50s. But now it's being resurrected as sort of a nostalgic, kitschy kind of thing. And I don't know if you saw up there, there was a couple of gals that are dressed like a rockabilly uh, 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 Dalek and a rockabilly TARDIS, and they look absolutely adorable. That's little cute. cute swing dresses and little headbands, and they're just Poodle precious. Skirt. Yeah, yeah, poodly, poodly wide skirts. It's very cute. So um, personally, I like diesel punk, but there are people that consider themselves purists. But I don't know how you can be a purist in a movement that is still defining itself. That yes, yeah, yeah. How do you be a purist for something that was a pure work that uh, was completely fiction? You know, I, I know that there are costume recreation groups that say, well, that's not accurate for Victorian wardrobe. But <laughs> this is an alternate Victorian what have you. And there's also. Um, there's also quite a multiculturalism movement in steampunk going on. We were at, uh, we were at a convention in January on the Queen Mary, and there was a gentleman that walked into our panel. He was dressed like a Plains Indian with the fringe and everything. He looked amazing, and his girlfriend was she looked like Sacagawea, and she had the braids and and the and the beads and everything. But they had steampunked up their costumes. She had gears braided into her she hair. She had gears braided into her hair. It was so cool. And he and we just we everybody on the panel went, that is so cool. <laughs> and he said, it's flint punk. <laughs> he said, it's flint punk because I'm Native American and I'm honoring my heritage. Yeah. 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 And I thought that was so cool. So I love them. I love the. It's a very wide net, so it catches mm-hmm. everyone. Do you want to tell about Lady Mary that we met in San Diego? Yeah. Yes, Lady, Lady Mari works with uh, Gaslight Gathering and um, the Starburners in San Diego, and she is one of the most am- amazingly fun people you ever met. And she in- she's so stately. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if I, does anyone, has anyone ever seen pictures of Lady Mari online? She's a, she's a wonderful woman who uh, incorporates a lot of New Orleans and African heritage into her steampunk costume. She always has a huge feathered headdress with beads <laughs> dangling off of it. Yeah. And the costume she's working on. Oh, yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you. She's working on uh, to bring more of the African heritage. It's going to be a leopard print steampunk costume. It's going to be a Victorian bustle gown. Yes. Leopard print. 
She's going to look so amazing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, once again, it's really, it's a genre that's still being defined. Mm -hmm. So anything goes. Um, I'm, but I, I will say this. I am an advocate for covering your bits. <laughs> I always think people look better and more dignified when they have clothes. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> you know, you know, a, a lot of the time, though, uh, a lot of the time, though, the people that do wear the costumes that show can get away with it because, wow, impressive. Yes. But yeah, the, occasionally there is time where there is just, oh, honey, no. <laughs> but what I love about about uh, steampunk is because of its its Victorian base, that mm -hmm. means more layers of clothing, and so there is great dignity. It's like the line from Hello, Dolly, when the gentlemen are waiting for the ladies, and he's like, what's taking them so long? And he looks at him and goes, women wear more. I could dress in five minutes. They wear more underneath. <laughs> the layers aren't that part of it. Or at least they should. <laughs> So, uh, I'm going to rotate back to the Steampunk Village. Well, we're getting off track. Village. That's okay, though. Track, but I, I like tangents. I don't think you guys mind, right? Yep. Um, now, is the Steampunk Village planning to go somewhere like, uh, well, go as far as to be called with something similar to uh, Jerome, like a ghost town? Oh, you're talking about actually making a permanent, like, a oh, permanent wow. settlement kind of thing? That'd be I, awesome. It would be awesome. <laughs> but that, that, would mean, that would mean a great deal of, of, of money and organization. If you're a millionaire. Yeah, if you're, yeah, if you, you want to give us you money. You know someone. <laughs> if, so if you want to give us money, I'll do it. I'll do it myself. I'll go get the hammer. And, yeah. um, but, but it's a great idea, I think. And in fact, doesn't, um, I mean, I don't know if you went to the Wild West Con a couple of years ago. There's, yeah. or it was last year, wasn't it? Yes, it was yes, last wild, year. Wild West and there's time. going to be one next year. Yes. And they, you know, a group of people descended upon old Tucson and steampunked it up, and it was amazing. And, and that was, you know, the band Abney Park played there, a very good mm -hmm. steampunk band. Steam Power Giraffe, Steam Power League Giraffe, of Steam. League of Steam made an appearance there. There was a lot of amazing stuff going on. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, Veronique Chevalier, yeah. yes. Yeah, OM Gray was there. Out at Rawhide? Um, I wouldn't say no if they were to invite us, but at this point, once again, it, it takes the organization, and we intended this to be kind of a, a Phoenix Comic Con thing that, yes. some, that people could grow to look forward to, because I would love it to become a yearly, kind of a mainstay. Yeah, yearly, like, like the Star the Wars Like the Arizona Ghostbusters and, and the Star Wars Star neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know, eventually we want to be as big as the Star Wars neighborhood. I think that would be cool. <laughs> we would need storefronts and everything. So if, you know, I'm always into volunteers, you know. Yeah. Volunteers, volunteers are, are a cool. good thing. Because this, this one um, was made entirely in my theater and I put it together myself. Basically like two so. or three people pretty much built what you see out yeah, of the steampunk um, village. There, there was some help with, with, with painting and... Um, I had someone come in and help disassemble the set that I had built in my theater, truck it in here, and put it up. So we were still putting the finishing touches on it on Thursday, but it, uh, it's now very comfy. The parlor particularly, I like sitting there. <laughs> you had a question actually right there. Oh, yeah. What do you think about this whole I think it's cow fun, but I refer to it as Wild Weird West, because I yeah. think that's a little more fun than cow punk. Yeah. <laughs> Cowpunk. Okay, show of hands. Cowpunk, wild, wild, weird west. There we go. Yes, I thought. Yes, I thought. So yeah, I love, I love the the. Well, have you ever seen Briscoe County Junior? Yeah. Yes. I I re and and of course how you know 
perish the thought of anyone of forgetting Firefly. Yes. Yes. It has a great appeal to it. We like the idea of the American cowboy is an icon in itself. And it is something that is held up as a standard of something that it's uniquely American. And then when you infuse that with the steampunk element, then it becomes, it, it takes on a, a, an even more fantastical, legendary aspect. And so I think that that's something that's definitely to be considered, definitely to be respected, because there are people in, there's actually a guy I'm friends with on Facebook, his name is Maurice Grunbaum. He is from France, obviously. <laughs> His posts alternate between being in French and being in English, but he is a steampunk modder, and he is a heck of a cosplayer. He has amazing gear, and he loves the cowboy look. And so he does the wild weird west, cowboy styling it up, and here he is in the middle of, in the middle of Europe, Mm -hmm. looking amazing, looking like he belongs out in Arizona territory. So again, it's multiculturalism swings both ways there. So mm -hmm. I think it's a great movement. I think it's a subgenre of a fantastic genre. So, you know, like flint punk. You know. This is cool. Go ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead no. please. Honey, we're not doing anything. <laughs> Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, so I personally, like, I have a character that it's a Viking, a steampunk Viking. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So my, Do you have a helmet with horns? <laughs> my, what? That is not Viking. <gasps> oh, <laughs> yeah, I caught, 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 caught. No, 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 no. No, no. I, that's why I love you. You're my friend now. I love you. Yes. So, I mean, but I mean, like, there, most people are like, oh, well, cowpunk is technically, it's newer since it's like the Americanized cowpunk. See, I think that's when you get into the place where you're splitting hairs, exactly. honestly. Yeah. That's, that's because one, one, well, okay, yes. well, one thing that I've noticed is very interesting is you can, you can pull the joy out of anything. You make it academic enough and yes. you pull the joy out of it completely. And, and I'm kind of, at, I'm, I'm that lazy kind of person that if it isn't fun, I don't do it anymore. And uh, the whole, I think the whole purpose of exploring this, this genre as a movement is to have joy mm. and to make friends it, and it, to it, respect others. It's not stick some gear, glue some gears on glue it and call it steampunk. And I think once we start getting into the place to where we are judging other people's opinion about it, I think we are, I think we are missing the point of it. Because we need these things in our lives to bring us joy. And when we start destroying that joy in others by going, well, that's not accurate. Mm -hmm. Who's to say? Honestly. Yeah. I mean, yes? If you, if one of the, in the other panel you mentioned, there's a place in uh, Chandler called Wild West Mercantile. Yes. Uh, it's actually Mesa, but Mesa. yes. Mm -hmm. Fan, fantastic store. You walk in there, and they sell Old West clothing. You yes, they do. You walk in there, and they ask you, you know, what can I help you with? And you say, well, I'm kind of in the steampunk thing. They know exactly what you're talking yes. about, and their eyes light up, and they jump on. Yes, that's that's a key to knowing that it's the same time period, roughly. That mm -hmm. Yes, but there is a lot of give and take. Yes, yeah. there 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 is a. It's very fluid. It's a very elastic environment exactly. to play with it. Well, and it's like I I liken this when I'm 
because I run a theater, so I direct a lot of actors, so I, so I yell a lot. Um, but when I'm not yelling at them, uh, I tell them, when you're interpreting a character, all the words are written down and everything is there in the structure. It's like a sonnet, if you're familiar with Shakespeare. It is 14 lines. It is a very specific structure. But within that structure, you can do whatever you want. That's why Shakespeare was able to write 150 of them. Yeah. Because it involves a great deal of freedom within the structure. So, mm -hmm. yes, we can define steampunk all we want, but if we define it to the point where we cannot play within the structure, I think we've killed it. And, and the other thing that's really awesome with steampunk, I mean, it's, ever, it's so, you can do anything with it. You can do art with it. You can have mm -hmm. music. You can make movies. You can do fashion. You can do jewelry. It's... It's literally a societal movement, and it really is like its own society. So within that, you can build anything that you want. There are people who create entire houses. I don't know if any of you are familiar with Steam Puffin. If I may, if I may, if I may pipe up right now, my dad is working on a steampunk scooter, yeah. <laughs> and they they came in uh, near the beginning. So hi, Dad. Can you wave? <laughs> hi, Dad. <laughs> so he's working on it, and he's calling it a a, a scootsenputzen. And so we're, uh, we're uh, he, he, he's asking me, so how does it look so far? So I love it that, that he's asking my opinion as to how steampunk it is. So I, but I think that once we start holding an arbitrary um, personage, personality source up to being the authority on steampunk, I think we take it, yeah. uh, if we take it out of our hands, it's no longer our movement. It's no longer mm -hmm. our playtime. And it, so I'm kind of, I'm of two minds about that steampunk encyclopedia that came out recently. Steampunk Bible? Steampunk Bible. Steampunk yeah. Bible. Who is to say what is that? I mean, they have, they have some great steampunk things oh, in gosh, there, but yeah. I don't think that that is where it ends. Yeah. You know, the movement is still growing, growing and shaping, and it's, it's relatively new. Mm. Okay. Um, okay, as far as the actual construction of the village goes, mm -hmm. where did you pull your inspiration? Well, I can tell you specific um, specific ideas that I wanted to represent um, when we were when we were coming up with the steampunk <laughs> with yeah. the idea for the yes. steampunk village. We wanted something that would give you kind of a, a, a basic, gentle cross section of certain things that are representative of steampunk. Mm -hmm. And one, of course, is the costuming. So we wanted to be able to show a, an example of some of the representations. We also wanted to show steampunk. off um, some of the decorations that might go along with that in the Victorian age. Um, some of the feeling of it, things like the airship recruitment well, the center. Well, the parlor, I think, is particularly steampunk <laughs> because I like to sit on the soft, comfy chairs. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, the yeah. airship recruiting station. Yeah, what was the what was you know what was the cutting edge of technology? Dirigibles. Dirigibles. Because dirigibles are just cool. I mean, you can go on an airplane. Saying and the word is cool. You can go on an airplane and fly anywhere in 20, you know, 20 minutes, an hour, and I'm there. But you can get on a dirigible, and it's just cool, and you can, like, eat. You know, they used to have dinners on the dirigibles during World War II. I mean, they had entire dining rooms that people would just sit and would eat for the hours that they were traveling. It was and a cruise ship had, over, yes. over the land. It was a cruise ship. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But, mm -hmm. uh, but, but a navy, an airship, yes, an airship navy. navy. So that's what the recruiting is for. But it gives you an idea of, you know, we're in a, it is a fantasy. Mm -hmm. That's the idea. But, but it's still, it's very modest. It's very mm -hmm. modest. We didn't have any illusions about making it big like the no. Star Wars neighborhood because oh. they, they got a lock on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. Yes. Nice job, yes. guys. Yeah, but uh, we're 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 hoping to grow and add more mm -hmm. more features to it because mm -hmm. I very much would like to have eventually, and this is you know several years down the road, I'm sure. I would like to have a Victorian tea party. Yes. Yes. Oh yes, that's lovely. <laughs> I see applause. It's a little, little quiet applause. There. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I guess, yeah, sort of along those lines, I'm like wondering, like, how can we provide feedback for, for other ideas? Because, like, you talk about the airship recruitment. Yes. One concept that I, I've seen in a few places, you know, mm -hmm. one of them is John Hodgman's areas of my expertise is mm -hmm. Zeppelineers versus Submariners. Ooh, <laughs> I like you. Similar to the 501st and the Rebel Right, right. Yeah, That's fun. Air, and, uh, and the Submariners. Yeah, yeah. That is cool. brilliant. That is brilliant. Talk to me afterwards. Okay. You can. I um, love that because we, we are actually looking to make it a more of a volunteer environment because yeah. we'd like there to be a lot of people involved in this, not just like, hey, look, enjoy, see ya. Yeah. I a, very much like a, a lot of people yeah. to take ownership. Yeah, what we have built again is you know it's the beginning, it's the basis. We had what we had, and you know we took the ideas, just kind of introduce people because we knew so many people wouldn't know what steampunk was. So we wanted to keep it's a primer. it, yeah, for it. Mm -hmm. But if you have anything, and once you go and see it, mm -hmm. everyone go and see it afterwards. The ones who please. haven't seen it, please, please stop yeah. by and enjoy it. Um, Kat, uh, Kate and I are on Facebook. We also emails. Can I? Yeah, you can you, you email can, I say, you me. Can, my email is, is like everywhere. Is that like giving out your phone number these days? I think it is. So yeah, you can email me. I'm, and um, uh, like my you email me, I'm Shannon at Manticosa dot com. Oh, well, obviously I'm involved in Manticosa. Look at that. Right. Um, I'm Cat at DesertRoseTheater dot com. So that'll be a way to get a hold of me. Yes. yes. Theater that you have. Yes. What, what goes on there? Classical oh, theater, darling. <laughs> Classical okay, cool. theater, darling. Well, and actually, we're doing a steampunk Alice in Wonderland adaptation in the fall. So, yes. yeah, if you saw this little white rabbit. Oh, go, oh, wait. Uh, I say applause. Let's have applause. I want that. Con more applause. More applause. There we go. <laughs> um, actually, yeah, we, we just finished an adaptation of the picture of Doreen Gray and to finish up our season. I know, I love that story. But uh, in the fall, we, we had such a good response for our original adaptations that we decided, oh my goodness, the steampunks in this town need some entertainment just for them. So, everybody dance. <laughs> um, the steampunks in this town need some entertainment. And so what we're doing is we are adapting Alice in Wonderland to be specifically steampunk. So it's going to be a heck of an endeavor over this summer, but this fall it will be presented and we hope to have a nice opening night or if there's a lot of response, an opening weekend where it's steampunk featured and you know, um, a special, special tickets for the steampunks in the valley. So yeah, come in costume, wear your goggles and get a better, dis you know, better ticket price. Yes. So, mm -hmm. We're in Mesa, so if you're in the West Valley, I'm sorry, it's a drive. It is a drive, but I drive but it's it. It's amazing. We're online. Worth it. Yeah, we're online. I know. I know. It's like right next to you. I saw. I saw one of the last performances of, of Dorian Gray. No, not Dorian Gray. I didn't actually oh, even get to that. Go to that one. Oh, you suck. I was. Really <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, but what was the we'll one with Mary Queen Mary? Queen Mary, Mary Queen of Scots. Mary, Mary Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. Mary Stewart. Um, yeah, I died. I saw that performance and. There was one scene where she was dragged across the stage and there was yelling and it was so intense. It, there's no intensity you can see in a theater, a movie theater, that you can get here on stage. And it was just amazing. So Thank you, honey. You're awesome. The crossroads if you, if you go to her theater, you will not 
you know, you'll not. Be I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The crossroads are um, base, it's baseline and power in the uh, power baseline square mall. Baseline and power. Yeah, we're at, we're actually at a mall. It's kind of we're cool. We're inside the mall, so we're like air conditioned and stuff, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, right here. Yes. With the ears. Yes, honey. With the ears. A Disney steampunk princess. I am all I've for it. I've seen art for it. I've seen art for it too. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. You, you, you two, you talk. Disney actually did a set of steampunk uh, little limited edition arts limited last edition year prints, yeah. of Mickey and Donald and Minnie, and they had them at Disneyland last year. So they actually have already crossed over. They, gave, they yeah, did a pocket watch, that. too, actually, didn't they? A steampunk yes, Mickey pocket watch. Yes, they had limited edition jewelry yeah. and pins and pocket watches. It was really mm -hmm. cool. So yeah. Disney is recognizing yeah. the popularity of steampunk, They're so recognizing. a princess can't be far behind. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I think you should do it. I really oh, yeah. do. I think I think you would have so much fun doing it, and everyone would want to take your picture. Yes. Everyone would want to take your picture. Yes. So, anyone? Yes. There were there were there were like timid hands, and then the gentleman in red here and black was kind of doing that little up and da, da, da. You know, I don't thing know here. if I want to. Hi. Oh, I was wondering what's the name of your theater? What's the name of my theater? Okay. DesertRoseTheater.com. I've got. If you go to the if you go to the Steampunk Village, there are business cards with a steampunk white rabbit on them, and the website's on there, and the Twitter is on there, and the Facebook is on there. Just the name, Desert. Desert Rose Theater. Without the dot com is the name of the Desert theater. Desert Rose Theater. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is no. not American McGee, no. as, no. as, as no awesome cleavers. in its own way as that is. A little dark for me. So yeah, but yeah, no no cleaver rabbits, no uh, no American McGee March hairs, nothing like that. Way in the back. I, way back. You came in late, late didn't you? <laughs> we're right next to the we're, we're right next, hey, next to Star Wars. Let's see. Let's do the answer. She was answering you. I'll shut up. Now. If you enter the dealer hall, you're gonna go to the far left corner, and that's where you're gonna go. Because you want to go there right after next we're finished right here. Next to the, um, Arizona. Brain fart. Arizona. Uh, <laughs> right next to the Star Wars booth, the big Star Wars village, and uh, the Arizona, Arizona Avengers. Avengers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's right in, yeah, right in between that. Yeah. Do you have plans to take the Steampunk Village anywhere, like the Mesa Old West days, like as an installation, or is it just for a Comic Con? Well, we had originally. Um, I mean. The concept was originally for Phoenix Comic Con. We are definitely aren't against taking it other places because, of course, the more people who learn just how fabulous steampunk is, the better, as far as I'm concerned. So it's something that we would definitely consider if they would consider it. Um, so that, that's, that's the answer. If they'll consider it, we would definitely consider moving it around. If, if someone's willing to take us on tour, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> yeah, if they'll help. Ah, yes, ah, I remember you, I think, from the other night. What? Uh, with, I, I, I don't know. Something to do with like maybe a steampunk ball or a party like a Time Lord. I think I ran into someone that mentioned something about Monsterland. Um, it's something that we will consider and that I think we're going to be talking about. <laughs> yes, you in the beach outfit. That sounds like fun. A steampunk rave? Ooh. We had a steampunk rave. 
think they, steam swing, swing dancing. dancing. Hey, yes. Please. There was a steampunk ball the other night on Friday. For those of who who missed it, it was actually a lot of fun. Uh, DJ Kronos did the music. Um, there was dueling with Nerf pistols. Yes, there was. The gentleman walks up and says, "I have been challenged by one of my betters. I need a second. He's sitting right there. And he's sitting right there, and he died. Stand but up he's and here. Show that That's a brilliant costume. Please stand yeah, up and show up. it because it's so fantastic. It's just he's definitely a gentleman, an officer and a gentleman. Yeah. Very nice. Where did you get that? The costume. Oh, the costume. Uh, I will talk to you about it afterwards. Okay, please do. <laughs> but that's what's so wonderful is they're all, there's always a story. I found this piece here and this piece here and I made this and it's, it's really quite exciting. And for those of you new to steampunk, that's the other thing that's just awesome about steampunkers is you ask them, where did you get this? How did you make that? And they will stand there and go into detail with you. They will tell you where they got it, how much it costs, how to get a discount on it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just very sharing. They're very giving. It's not like you have run into other cosplayers in different other communities that are like, well, yeah. Yeah, I've never run into a steampunk that's shut me down when I've asked about their costume. Never. Because mm -hmm. no. we're awesome! Yes! <laughs> Represent. <laughs> Any more? Any, Any other questions? More? Yeah. Any, anything about steampunk in general? Questions about steampunk in general? Where's the steam tea party? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so going to that. We'll, we'll, we'll get that in the planning stages so we can propose it. I, was say, I would like to propose it. Let Teens Comic Con know you want one and tell them that you want Manticosa to run it. Yes. <laughs> because because I, I tell you, the Wizard Sebastian, Lady Chenna, Raven, and Joe would be most happy to host it. Most happy. Uh, well, we've got an Indiegogo going on right now. So. What was that, Manticosa fundraiser? Manticosa fundraiser. Yeah, fundraiser, yeah, and that's what the. Oh, wait. Oh, well, we could do that. Well, we'll have to I, I see, she may be mischief, but I like her. Yeah. She's over there. <laughs> She's got a good heart. She's a rogue. <laughs> um, what about, like, steampunk? Um, what's your opinion on steampunk robotics, like Babbage's thinking engine? Love it. Automatons? Love it. Love it. In fact, I wrote a sonnet about Babbage's dead daughter. So, yeah. yeah. Didn't you do a steampunk sonnet slam down yeah, at Go yeah, Gothicom? Yeah, yeah. I said a steampunk sonnet was slam was last, last year. Yeah. There was a steampunk sonnet slam at Gotham City Comics mm -hmm. in downtown Mesa. Yeah. And uh, I wrote a couple of sonnets and brought them down there. And it was about Babbage's daughter, if she had lived. Because Babbage had like three sons and one daughter, and she died uh, at a year old. And so I wrote it as though she was observing his work. And so he, he was a genius, absolute genius. And uh, I, I think a lot of the, um, uh, one of the, one of the, I guess you could call it one of the um, benchmark, one of the representative pieces of steampunk fiction is a novel called The Difference Engine. See, everyone nods and smiles. So, I mean, I think, I think that the science and technology that was going on in the 19th century is something that uh, is is not to be sneered at in our days of you know digital smartphones. I really think that we wouldn't be where we are without those great minds that lived slightly ahead of their age. So I I love the tech of the 19th century. I think there's a poetry to it. Well, I know that there's a they're trying to actually realize wow. Babbage's dream. Cool. Uh, yeah, that 
I would, I'd buy a ticket to see that. I would. I'm, I'm yeah. curious if they can actually do it. I, I would love to see if it is actually something, because he had to develop, you know, it, it's like developing the science to support your dream. So, I mean, yeah, he didn't realize that completely in his lifetime, but it would be nice to see if people can, it's like looking at Da Vinci's notebooks. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, please. Yes, Susie. please, please. Let's yes, talk about please. Susie's art. Susie. 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 Uh, we'll, yeah, we're going to Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's all about her. Hi. <laughs> well, what would you like to know? Well, I mean, in looking at the concept, what were some of the things that you wanted to make sure were represented in the piece? Um, well, definitely Victorian architecture. Um, that's definitely a biggie because you can't have Victorian art without that sort of architecture. And then airships, I think, is a mainstay. Um, I try to put one in every single piece because, you know, it's fantastical and wonderful and I love the idea of having a boat in the air. Um, <laughs> I tend to have it usually as a boat um, for my... Not as an airship. Not airship, more of like a boat with a big <laughs> balloon on top. Um, and then, you know, any cogs and wheels, there's some here on this castle and there's little smokestacks with steam coming out. Um, but usually just try to get as much of that Victorian feel to it as possible and then if you put say an airship or cogs and wheels like hey it's steampunk but it's it's a little bit more than that everyone's wearing those sort of costumes actually i have kate here right there and so i have toby as well um he's back there and you <laughs> go work, ahead and wave wave toby wave toby everyone that's he's, toby he's that's our lead actor of manticosa now yeah, you but you work in both um digital and watercolors tell about yeah, the different types um, that you i think the two pieces of art that I'm best at is digital and then also watercolor. They look very different. Both are very colorful. Um, watercolor is more of a sketchy sort of a look to it because it's paint. It's very fluid. You have to just let the paint do its work. Save the whites. You know, you know, don't overwork anything. Um, digital, you can actually just zoom into the pixel and do as much detail as you want. Um, and then if you make a mistake, unlike watercolor, you can just you know, there you go. Just delete. <laughs> That's a sketch, yeah. And where can they find you online, Susie? SusieOmblade.com. Or you can go to the Manticosa website, and they'll probably have a link up there soon. So. <laughs> hint, hint. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Hint. Are they, do you have like concept pieces, like just do your airships? Just airships or are they all seen? Show them the golden, tell them about the golden piranha, because that's just the Oh, um, <laughs> I don't think in this, the first season of Manticosa, um, there was a script where there's a, a pirate captain or some sort of captain who has an airship called the Golden Piranha. And once I heard of that, I'm like, I want to do a fan art, because this was before I started with Manticosa. I want to do a fan art of that ship, and no one has an idea of what it looks like, so I'm just going to make it up. And so I drew that piece, and uh, it's just like a golden-looking sort of ship, but it's very sleek. It's like a fish. And, um, Are you interested in commission work? Very much. I will talk to you afterward. <laughs> I need to pay off college bills. <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually, I do commissions all the time. So um, I just finished doing a collaboration piece, three pieces for um, a photographer named uh, Douglas, Douglas Montz. And uh, he does a lot of pinup art um, photography. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they don't. But you know, actually, see the girl with her hand up there. She's dressed as a Spartan, but she has the bomber shark face on her helmet. 
Oh, hold, it up, hold it up, Roxy. Hold it up, Roxy. That's my twin sister, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> she made her entire Halo costume out of foam, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, Manny Cousin will be hiring her soon, too, I imagine. Yes. <laughs> hey, how are you for long hours and no sleep? Yes. Are you affiliated with any of the uh, Steampunk Sims on SecondLife.com? SecondLife.com? No, no, not this time. Like Legacy, Legacy of New Babbage? Well, yeah, the, um, there is a damage Sim, but there's also a Steelhead Sim that's a Sim Sim wide on SecondLife.com. Um, we're not no. on Second Life at this time, but that sounds really cool. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> There's a big steampunk presence yeah. on Second Life. Yes, there is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Do you have the green shirt? What inspired your choice of colors? Steampunk is browns and blacks and beiges. It's very, very sepia toned, usually you think of for steampunk, but I mean, if I have watercolor, watercolor is wonderful for just bringing out bright colors. And since I live in Arizona, I see those beautiful sunsets all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, Arizona really influences my art because it's nothing but color. You see nothing but color, and I'm, I'm a very happy person. I see the world in sparkles and rainbows. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I want to incorporate that into my art. And, like, what's the point of having a piece of art if you don't show your personality in it? The whole time I was in college, my, all my professors would say, show your voice. And so, like, some, when I first started out with digital art, it was all very smudgy and, you know, didn't have very much color. Like, well, just up the volume. Put, put some more color in there. And that's, that's totally me. I have more color in everything. Um, so, yeah, color. Love it. <laughs> well, and also American steampunk tends to be more sepia-toned. If you look at European steampunk, there's a lot more color there. There's a lot more there's influence lot more. With, the, with the reason I think American steampunk has more of that sepia-toned look is there is a lot of Wild West influence. And what do you think of? There's the whites and there's the browns, there's the leather, there's the copper. Um, out east, there's a lot more color. Those who were in like Boston and the Boston and New Connecticut areas, those kind of older towns have a lot more of the Victorian um, um, European look. Yes, there's a lot more. Exactly. So this is, it's kind of a misconception that steampunk is nothing but browns and sepia tones. And there's just so much more color to it than actually than that. Well, yeah, that's another thing about, you know, defining the genre. It's like, really, because, okay, if it's all brown, you're just a goth that isn't wearing black, so. <laughs> there was one way in the back. Someone well, way in the back Roxy of the hand up? Roxy has her hand up. It has been for a while. Thank you, Roxy. Oh, this painting, the original painting, it's like this big. Um, that took me a whole week. Every single building that you see, that was, of course, maybe three hours. I mean, I never spent ever that much time on a single painting before. Usually, I can just whip them out in about three hours. But this one, I wanted to make sure it's perfect because it's for Comic-Con limited edition print. Come get one, please. It is um, perfect. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. it, you look at it closely. And by the way, that booth is 1114 on row 1100. <laughs> <laughs> and this one's also for sale if you just want to get one now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But it is perfect. I mean, when you look at it, when you get real close to the detail, it, it is that gorgeous. It is that gorgeous. So I saw somebody in the back who had a hand up and then lost their nerve or their arm got tired. So anyone? Someone. Anyone? Anyone? Any last questions? Last question. No pressure. You look like you might have one, darling. Look at yours. Yeah, she's got a finger <laughs> right here. I'm just like, I'm thinking, oh, lost it. I'm thinking it's thinking. 
So I guess to, to wrap it up, if you have anything that you would like to suggest once you've seen the Steampunk Village, you'll write to Catherine and I through our emails. Again, I'm Shannon at Manticosa.com, and she is Kat at DesertRoseTheater.com. Um, otherwise, oh, wait, there was a question. Ah. I know. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's actually a, a Facebook, there's actually a Facebook.com that's specifically called Steampunk Cookery, and the people research old um, recipes from the 1800s and early 1900s, and there's a gentleman on there who is apparently like a sous chef, who actually goes out and bakes these, and he'll put up the recipes and put up the pictures of what he's done online, so yes, there the is. The pictures are just taunting you, because you know, they look <laughs> so good, you can't eat it. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not food it, to eat if you want a long life, but a very, very delicious <laughs> very one. Very tasty. Yeah. Well, there's also, there's also a great Facebook page called Music for Steampunks, you know, of the different aspects of the genre, and there are a lot of uh, musicians out there that are modding their instruments now. Steam Power and Giraffe. Steam Power Giraffe is great. And, uh, and, uh, pardon? Unwoman, yes. Unwoman, yes. Six String um, Samurai. The Cog is Dead. Um, yeah. Abney Park. Abney Park. Yeah, yeah. Abney Park. Oh, wait, only two, two hands popped up. Go ahead. Yeah. But what is this, uh, the different music styles that are out there? What, are they a mix of 20s, or are they actually kind of incorporating a lot of art music styles? Well, there's, the, you know, like the genre itself, it's still being defined, but a lot of it is influenced by, there's a lot of theremin in some of them. And yeah, there is, there, there is the electronically enhanced sound because you we need that today we need we we've got big houses to fill and so we need more sound but there's ukulele and there's harpsichord i mean it's really a very swing. it casts electro swing is fun yeah. uh, it casts a very wide net the steampunk giraffe one is very swing. Like every song I've heard of theirs, you can actually do swing dancing to it. And so me and my friends, we used to swing dance all the time. And so when we started hearing like, okay, let's go on swing dancing with their music in the background. Well, so. and there, there's also a cabaret influence yeah. to it as well. Yeah. There's a cabaret slash burlesque influence to it. Something you would hear in a music hall in London in 1890. That's mm -hmm. present as well. And then sometimes you'll just throw in a hip hop beat and you've got a great, you know, you've got a great dance fusion. track. Good fusion yeah. of it. There's one of our hand up, mm -hmm. so I saw it. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And I, I dig electro swing because you know it, it, it actually straddles two genres. So I think that's that's fun. And and you know that really speaks the way our society is going. Everything is a mashup these days. Everything is a combination of something else. There's no specific one thing. I mean, a belly dancer doesn't dance strictly tribal. She dances fusion most of the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's because it's, it's kind of more fun. And a musician doesn't just play classical Baroque or, or uh, romantic music. They also play jazz. You know, it's about, uh, about having as much uh, varied experience as possible. I think we're. I think we're. I think actually, yeah, done. It's actually two thirty. It it's two thirty. On the dot. Thank you so Thanks much, everybody. everyone, for being here.